Welcome to the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with Senior Pastor Matt Homeyer. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org. Enjoy the podcast. pray for us this morning. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for our presence here today. We thank you for our children in our midst, for those baptized, for those leading worship. For just everyone here, God, we give thanks. We're thankful to be in in communion with one another today as brothers and sisters in Christ. Guide us, God, as we have need. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are starting a new series today. Rearrange some of this here. Um, we're, we're calling Growing Together, where we're, uh, we'll discuss this week Trinity's vision. It's on the webpage. It's something the church discerned uh, several years ago that would kind of be our guiding vision and talk about how that guides us. In the coming four weeks after this, we'll discuss the four promises Trinity makes to one another and to new members in our midst that if you're a part of Trinity Baptist Church, we will help you to grow in love, grow in Christ-likeness, grow in community, grow in service, uh, or community and friendship, grow in service to God's kingdom and the world. Um, And we're really doing this to just talk about what it means to be a part of any church, but in particular, Trinity Baptist Church. And if you are a part of this church and, and join this church or worship with this church, here are some of our hopes, here are some of our expectations of what that will be like when we do this thing called church, this thing called life together. What is our vision? What is our hope for some of that? You know, it's uh, interesting. Obviously, there's been churches throughout the last 2,000 plus years all over the globe um, in all places and all time since then. All of those churches, however many there would be if we added them all up, they all basically have the same, not basically, they do. They have the same mission and vision that was handed down by Jesus. So as we talk about our vision, our vision for this church, the church this vision is discerned together, kind of sits under that overarching vision that, that is shared. Whether you went to this church or another church in town, if you move one day and go to a church in that community, you move across the whole world and join a church wherever that may be, that church would have the same basic mission, mission and vision as this church that we share as Christians. We would get that from, you know, a couple different main points in scripture. If you were in a Sunday school class today, uh, you may have studied the curriculum, the growing together curriculum that staff wrote to go along with this. And in that talked about the great commission, Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, that, that says, um, you are to uh, go that big word, go, or not so big, but important word. And in other words, don't just meet together as your little group. Get out, get out in the town, get out in your world and, and, and share this. Make disciples and baptize people. That's kind of the second part of it. And so help move them into faith, teaching them everything they need to be a mature person of faith. And so that would be one part of the mission that we all share, or one of the verses. We're, we're all called as followers of Christ to, to get out of our little comfort zone or get out of our little enclave and help people know Christ, baptize, make disciples, teach them everything that they need to know. 
Another place that we talked about this summer, we might go in scripture, which chronologically is right after what happens in Matthew 28, Acts 1-8, right? Before Pentecost. And, and Jesus came and said, you're going to receive the spirit and it's going to come in power on your life. And you are to, to be my witnesses. Instead of the, word, the verb go, he says, be my witnesses. In other words, testify to me, like tell other people what you have seen and what you have heard up to this point. It had been all Jesus. Jesus had been the one doing this. It was all focused. Now he was ascending to heaven and said, now it's, it's your job. I have died. I have resurrected. Salvation is available. Now you go and be my witnesses. Tell what you've seen. Tell what you know in the world. And you do that in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth, kind of like concentric circles. You do it right where you live and you do it in the area where you live and you do it in the area of your enemies, which Samaria would have been kind of the enemies. And then that big phrase, the utter ends of the earth, you do this everywhere. So there's this call of all of God's people to be witnesses, tell about Jesus, share about Jesus, live like Jesus right with those closest to us, those a little further out and going out to the end of the world. So, but each church, each individual church, particularly, you know, the last 40 or 50 years, or maybe 60, 70 years, this has become a much bigger deal, kind of each little kingdom outpost, if you will, discerns a little more minutely their vision. What is, everyone has this vision, but we as a church are a particular people. We are specific individuals. We exist in a specific community. We exist, exist in a specific time, in place. We have certain gifts that make up who we are as the whole body. And so there's probably something that God has called us to. That, that maybe he hasn't called another church in town to, or maybe certainly a church that exists in another country or another time or another place in the world. There's something that just like each of us are given gifts, each individual has said, you have something to do with your life. Churches have something to do with their life. And so each kingdom outpost attempts to discern together what part of this big kingdom mission do we feel God has led us to? What is unique to us? You know, we shouldn't be able to pick up Trinity Baptist Church out of San Antonio here from, you know, St. Mary's to Mulberry and plop it down in, say, Houston or, or Mexico City or, or Hong Kong, and we would all do exactly the same thing. No, that would be, this is who we are. We wouldn't fit there. We wouldn't have the same mission there. I would hope if that happened, it would be really odd for us to be in Hong Kong together. <laughs> they would wonder, why are you here? And I would hope there would be a sadness, a void, something missing in this particular community because this church wasn't here. We're called to a place in a time to serve that area. The vision Trinity has discerned through the years, and y'all, we're going to like write this on your hearts, but also write it on your Bibles, write it on your paper, like memorize it. After five weeks, I'm hoping like if I see you at HEB or see you out, you know, eating Mexican food, I'm going to say, hey, what's the vision of Trinity Baptist Church? And you're going to be able to spout this back to me. I've worked very hard to get it right this week and not trip over my tongue every time I say it. We'll see. I made it through the first service. We'll see if I make it through this one. The vision of Trinity is to help, help seekers become believers and believers to become disciples. It kind of has this flow to it. 
for everything that we do as a church, everything that we are as a church, we want to wrap around, we want to be about helping people come from a, a curiosity about Jesus, maybe, uh, an openness to Jesus, but not yet knowing him, to have a relationship with Jesus, to move from that relation, that initial relationship with Jesus to a place of full maturity with Jesus. Everything that we do as a church, we want to help be bringing people along, doing what we can to facilitate the Spirit's movement in that process. You know, I think what this vision which was discerned here long before I got here, but I think holds water. I think it's good. What it recognizes is that within all people, now, now sometimes we suppress this, but at all people at some times in their life, they recognize th there's what historians or others in history have called like a God-shaped hole in their life, or, or a, a void that kind of takes the shape of Jesus in their life. They, they come to a point of tragedy or, or difficulty or maybe a new stage of life, like, like having a baby or getting married or a new age they reach. Something happens in their life that if they don't know God, they realize there's some void there. There's something missing. They start asking deeper and richer questions about the meaning of life and, and the future and, and eternity and what really is worth investing in in your life. And that's where we come into this. We, we want to be a part of the Holy Spirit-led process of people coming to know Jesus and grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus. That's what we want as a church. St. Ignatius of Loyola lived early 1500s and following St. Francis of Assisi's example, gave up everything he had to take holy orders, to become a monk and, and devote his life to serving others. And he probably did about as much as anyone uh, to help us follow Jesus more closely. Wait, you may not know his name, but you've probably done some of his exercises, spiritual exercises, that he, he wrote a book called Spiritual Exercises. One of kind of Ignatian spirituality, we would say, is that with every thought and every action, every thought, every action of our life, that thought and action either leads us a little closer to Jesus or a little farther away from Jesus. Isn't that an interesting thought? That every, we're kind of on a continuum and we're never gonna actually reach Jesus this side of death. And also for those in Christ, we're never gonna, Jesus is never gonna abandon them. We can't get far enough away where he forgets us. But, but in some way, as far as our relationship, we know with thoughts and actions and what we do and think and, and feel, we're either moving a little close, he calls that consolation. We're either moving like consoling toward Jesus or, or desolation away from Jesus. That's part kind of written into our vision. Seekers become believers, believers becoming disciples. None of us are going to go perfectly <laughs> to Jesus. It's in fits and starts. It's two step forwards and one step back. Sometimes it's one step forward and four steps back. It's up and it's down. It's, it's mountains and it's valleys. It's, sometimes it's a circle around for a while. You know, it's a wild journey. But over time, through who we are as a church, what we do as a church, we want to help people, help ourselves, move closer and closer to Jesus, deeper and deeper in this walk. And, and if this is our vision, then it's the like filter through which we see everything. 
I'm guessing in this service as compared to our other service, we have a higher percentage of Instagram users uh, in this service than in previous services. But you know, you get on Instagram, Facebook, you post your picture or whatever new social media thing is that out there that I'm not caught up on yet. But, and you can, you can take the picture and the picture is fine enough, or you can add the filter to it, right? Or, or those of you who are really true old school photographers, you could do some of the same things with pictures. You could, uh, when you're doing film, put a filter on your camera that helps the picture come out in sepia tones or black and white or fades it out a little bit or whatever it is. This vision is our filter. Everything we are is a church, and I would encourage you to think about your own life and the decisions that you make and how you build your life should be filtered through this vision. Is what I am doing, is how I am living, is how I am thinking, is how I am spending, how I am working, how we are doing things together, is it helping seekers to become believers and believers to become disciples? Are we somehow participating in this process of people moving closer to Jesus or are we not? I mean, for us as a church, this comes into everything. Staff is in some way talking about this all week long. Our, our deacons and our trustees and our other leadership groups of the church, it's, it's in the background or sometimes the foreground of all of our meetings together. I mean, we have this beautiful space. We've got this unbelievable building. We've got Mulberry Building. We've, we've got the Rubel Center where Alpha Home meets. We've got so many, uh, a mission house where Elim meets. We have so many wonderful spaces in this church. How are we using that? Is what we're using, is it sitting empty? <laughs> is it, is it have any purpose or are we using that space God has gifted us with to help believers become, ah, see, there it was. Seekers to become believers, believers become disciples. I mean, you all give money to this church. It was kind of beautiful during the service. I watched a couple of you actually scan that that was up here and, and do it while I was watching. I couldn't see the amount, but I could see that you were doing it. I didn't want to look that closely. It's wonderful. Every dollar that comes in, whether it's paying electricity to have services and, and air condition, we like our air condition, or whether it's going straight to ministry, whether it's paying for, for salaries. And can we say every dollar that comes in will be spent in some way to help seekers to become believers and believers become disciples? I mean, every ministry, everything that's on our calendar, and y'all, we have a full calendar in this church. Every day of the week, there's some sort of prayer gathering or Bible study event going on. People rent out our space. Can we say everything that's on that calendar in some way is contributing to that vision? If we ever come up and say, no, th this is great, but it's really not. I think that's something that needs to be cut from the body. And when the spirit, so we can make room when the spirit says, hey, there's this new thing going on. I want you to get involved. We're, we have space, we have capacity to say yes in this spirit led thing. It kind of works like a funnel. When we hired Sarah uh, as our connections minister and made her full-time, good shout out, Sarah. I like that. Well done. Um, it, we talked about helping people kind of in, in a funnel. And this is the way I think of it. I thought about putting an image of a funnel, but you're humans. You know what a funnel is, right? It's not the most complicated thing in the world. The widest angle of the funnel of this vision is not our space. It's where you live your life. Where will you encounter people at work, 
where you walk your dog, where you live, where you drink coffee, where you play, wherever you live your life, where will you encounter people that might have need of Jesus, interest in Jesus, curiosity of Jesus. Their life is going good, their life is going bad, whatever it is, there's a Jesus question on their heart and there you are. That's where this vision really takes root in the world. You know, we don't want a a field of dreams theology. Remember Field of Dreams in the 80s? Some of you weren't born yet. I kind of barely remember it, but I've watched it a bunch of times. It's a great movie. You will build it, we build it, and they will come. Churches fall into that Field of Dreams theology. They say, hey, if we just got a building and we open it up, put out the times on the internet, share it on social media, well, my goodness, that's all we really need to do. Everybody will come. Well, y'all, if you're here today because you found us on social media and the internet, or or we just happen to be here, fantastic. I'm so glad you're here. We are glad you're here. But that's not really how most churches grow. That's not really the fullness of what it means to be the church. No, God's people live their lives out in the world. They seek to live their life like Jesus would live their life if he had the chance in their work, in their play, in their neighborhood, in their family. They seek to model Jesus so that when people around them have Jesus questions, they think, who in the world could I talk to that might tell me something about Jesus or about forgiveness or about love or about grace or forgiveness? They think of us. I said this a couple weeks in our our sermon on legacy. I would hope we're striving to live our lives so that at the very end of it, they'll have trouble speaking about us because they want to tell about Jesus through us, how they met Jesus in and through us. The widest angle of this vision uh, where really the rubber hits the road is where you live your life. And then... (laughs) It narrows down. We organize ourselves. We hope when you visit with people in your life and in your neighborhood and in your workplaces, they come to worship with you. And that's kind of the next part of the funnel. As we grow from seekers, believers, believers, disciples, we worship, we sing, we learn something of God. We, we meet people and are issued into community. And so we have this wonderful space and a wonderful band and we work really hard at doing this well. And if you come here a few times to worship, the funnel kind of begins to narrow. If you're in this space, we hope this for you, that that you kind of come into this funnel, not as a trap, but as steps of moving from believer, seeker to believer, believer to this mature disciple. We hope you join one of our, our Sunday schools on Sunday mornings or our small groups throughout the week. We've got, they meet here um, multiple, Tuesday night, I know, Wednesday evening, I know a couple mornings, they're on the webpage, and certainly Sunday morning, others at Mulberry throughout the week. When you get in a small group, a Sunday school class, call it what you will. You, you learn scripture, you meet people, you form community, you pray with people, you, you grow deeper into this life of faith, deeper connected to one another. And if we are connected to one another, it leads us to be connected to Christ. It goes on. We, we go f- further down the funnel to service. 
We, we find areas through the church to serve one another, to serve our world, opportunities that we may never have on our own through our life together. We better connect and we get closer to being that mature disciple as we serve one another. And the, the funnel kind of comes all the way down to we're following Christ. We're helping others follow Christ. We're discovering our gifts. We're on that road to being a mature disciples. We want as a church, as families, to live in such a way, structure our existence that facilitates others knowing Jesus better, moving closer to Jesus. Of course, it's more than just about what we do as a church. I mean, the calendar and the ministry, all that points to the vision. It helps facilitate the vision. But as I said, the vision is enacted through who you are and how you live, where you live. So it asks a couple questions. First, for each of us, kind of each of us and all of us, are you actively and intentionally on this journey of following Jesus? I mean, kind of from that continuum, from seeker, believer, believer, disciple, do you see yourself somewhere kind of in those words, some sort of curiosity of Jesus. I'm in, but I'm still learning. I'm in, but I have questions all the way over to, man, I'm following with everything that I have. And that's a big question. If you're here today, kind of where do you see yourself on that? That's not one of those questions that's made to make you feel shame or guilt or condemnation or anything else. It's just, we need a temperature check every so often, right? Just to say, where am I? Where, where is my family and, and where do I really want to be? Am I where I want to be? Internal metric. But friends, I'd say this, a life lived following Jesus should evoke curiosity from those that do not follow Jesus or who are struggling to follow Jesus. Our lives should be soaked with the goodness of Jesus that is compelling to others. So first, kind of where are you there? Second, there's kind of an internal part of this. Are, do we see ourselves in this vision? And, and then second, are we helping others fulfill this vision? Are you investing in someone else to help them grow in their faith? Are you serving others in such a way that, that they are growing closer to Jesus? Are you seeking to be encouraging, kind, gracious, loving, forgiving, all of these fruits of the Spirit and things of Jesus? Are we seeking to live those out in an intentional way so that others around us are on this continuum, growing closer to Jesus? This vision, well, I guess I'd say this, if you are kind of stagnant, you feel like you've plateaued, or you feel like maybe you're struggling to grow. And again, we all have those seasons where we just, maybe it, we're just, I don't know, it doesn't feel quite like it felt at one point, and, and we feel a little stuck. Two things that are just like fertilizer for our growth, I think, or it throws gas on sort of the fire of the Spirit in our life. Grow in generosity, one. Figure out a way with your time, your resources, your, your personality, the gifts you have, some way, be more generous is <laughs> the simplest way to do that, which is a way to say, don't serve self as much. Don't think about self-protection or things. Think about giving what you have away in some ways to bless others and see what God does in your life as a result. 
It's one way to do that. Second, serve other people. In some ways, we can only grow so much through Bible study. We can only grow so much through prayer. This stuff is meant to be learned and then given away. If you feel like you're stagnant or you feel like you're kind of sputtering, do what you're doing now. Hold some good habits in your life of, of building your faith, but then start serving other people in a sacrificial manner. Somehow that is like fertilizer on the garden of our life. It just helps us grow. We think about ourselves, be generous and serve. We think about ourselves less. We think about others more. We start seeing Jesus and other people as we are trying to teach someone or help someone else grow. We start learning more as a result. It facilitates this process of growth. This vision is twofold. Commit your life to Jesus. Help others to do the same. That's what we're here to do. You know, in conclusion, vision like this one is never completed. This isn't one of those goals in life that, man, all right, we do this for five years. Here are the four marks we're hoping for. There's things like that in church, right? This isn't one of them that we just finally check and move on to something else. Because if we're, you know, fulfilling this vision... It means there's new people coming into the church that need to be discipled. It means there's new opportunities the Spirit is bringing. It means we're always thinking, how do we be faithful to this in this new generation or this new day? We're always going to be seeking in some way, how do we be faithful to this vision? But you know, the fun part of my job, and I think for the other pastors on staff, kind of speaking for all of us, is we get to see this in action every single day. I mean, we get to see how this vision is being lived out faithfully in real time every single week among us. And, and we get the calls and we get the texts and, and we get the, the coffee conversations or lumps conversations where someone wants to do it. And, you know, I joked in the first service, I said, they often start with a, hey, pastor. And I've learned like if someone comes up after worship or I get a call and they start with, hey, pastor, like that, that's a good thing. There's other phrases people start conversations with that I know, oh man, I don't know where this is going, you know, but hey, pastor is generally there's something good on their mind, you know, they want to share. And we get to have these conversations all day long. I mean, just a few of them from the past few weeks. Hey, pastor, a friend of mine wants me to baptize him in his pool can I do that? And, you know, is, is that legal in the Baptist world? Can, can we do, and how do I do that? I mean, what a great story of, again, someone's life connects to Jesus and they think of that person as representing Jesus to them. Hey, pastor, I feel God's calling me to ministry. Tell me about seminary. Tell me about following that. Where do I go from here? Hey, pastor, we want to start a new Sunday school class. There's this need and we need another new class. Hey, pastor, I want to deliver trumpets to all of our members who can't come to church. I want to go to all 30 of them every month and, and see them and visit with them and, and take the church's newsletter to them. Hey, pastor, there's this new ministry on my heart and mind for this unreached group in our local prison, and, and I want to do this to help them in new ways. I mean, hey, pastor, over and over where I see you all 
praying, following the Holy Spirit, talking in your group, sharing these ideas where this vision of helping seekers to become believers, believers to become disciples is being carried out in our midst. There's always room to grow in this. There's always room as a church that we can be better and more faithful about this, but it's also happening in very real ways. My invitation to you in this new semester, new fall, new season of our ministry is to pray about your own rededication to this mission, not just to Trinity Baptist Church. It's so much deeper and broader than that. We're just kind of the conduit of it. To consider how this vision has blessed your life. Who are the people that help you grow from seeker to believer, believer to disciple, wherever you are in that? How might God be leading you to be used to help someone else in this process? Who may come to mind? We had several people come down in the first service that said, three people are on my mind and I don't know how, but pray for me that I can help them in this process. That's our challenge, to rededicate ourselves to this vision, to have new energy, new prayers for how God may use us to help those far from God to come close to God. It's uh, intentional that we're doing communion today. We have Lord's Supper and communion once a month, and it's a time, it provides space for us. It provides quite literal time where you can reflect every month on how has your month been, kind of to that Ignatian idea of, let's say over the past week, past month. Have, Have your decisions, have your thoughts, you feel like you're, closer to God than you were a month ago, season ago? You feel like there's been a lot going on and you're maybe a little farther from God than you were a month ago, a season ago? We come to the table and we eat the bread and and drink the juice representing the sacrifice of Jesus for us. And we take stock of our life. How are we living? (laughs) Are we living where we want to be living, how we want to be living? How has God blessed us and how should we live in light of that? And we have this chance as we do every day in our life, but here it's very stark to recommit our way once again to serve a risen Jesus. So I'm going to ask our staff to come up. I'm going to read these words for us. And I would ask you to think about um, where God is at work in your life and how you might respond to them during this time. We invite anybody that is here today to partake in this summer. If you see yourself on that vision somewhere in your relation to Jesus, we invite you to come and participate and join in this. We believe this is a living meal. This is meager bread and meager juice, but we believe it is alive through the power of the Holy Spirit and that it has the power to change us as we partake it over and over again, month after month. That night on the upper room, Jesus broke bread And he passed some around for everybody else that was there. And he told them to take it and eat it and to continue to do this, remembering Jesus when we do it. And he he took of the, the wine juice for us and he poured it out and said, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. It's a new covenant, a new way of relating to me. Do this in remembrance of me. We hope you enjoyed your segment of the Trinity Baptist Church podcast with senior pastor Matt Homeyer. Join us next week for another segment. For more information about our church and to keep up to date with the latest resources, visit our website at trinitybaptist.org.